0: Chapter 15 of the D'Artagnan Romances, Volume 1, The Three Musketeers, by Alexandre Dumas. Translated by William Robson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Men of the Robe and Men of the Sword On the day after these events had taken place, Athos, not having reappeared, Monsieur de Treville was informed by D'Artagnan and Porthos of the circumstance. As to Aramis, He had asked for leave of absence for five days and was gone, it was said, to Rouen on family business. Monsieur de Treville was the father of his soldiers. The lowest or the least known of them, as soon as he assumed the uniform of the company, was as sure of his aid and support as if he had been his own brother. He repaired then instantly to the office of the lieutenant criminel. The officer who commanded the post of the Red Cross was sent for, and by successive inquiries they learned that Athos was then lodged in Fort Levesque. Athos had passed through all the examinations we have seen Bonacieux undergo. We were present at the scene in which the two captives were confronted with each other. Athos, who had till that time said nothing for fear that d'Artagnan, interrupted in his turn, should not have the time necessary, from this moment declared that his name was Athos, and not d'Artagnan he added that he did not know either monsieur or madame bonacieux that he had never spoken to the one or the other that he had come at about ten o'clock in the evening to pay a visit to his friend Monsieur d'artagnan but that till that hour he had been at Monsieur de treville's where he had dined twenty witnesses added he could attest the fact and he named several distinguished gentlemen and among them was Monsieur le duc de la Tremouille. The second commissary was as much bewildered as the first had been by the simple and firm declaration of the musketeer, upon whom he was anxious to take the revenge which men of the robe, like at all times, to gain over men of the sword. But the name of Monsieur de Treville, and that of Monsieur de la Tremoya commanded a little reflection. Athos was then sent to the cardinal, but unfortunately the cardinal was at the Louvre with the king. It was precisely at this moment that Monsieur de Treville, on leaving the residence of the lieutenant criminel and the governor of Fort Lévesque without being able to find Athos, arrived at the palace. As captain of the Musketeers, Monsieur de Treville had the right of entry at all times. It is well known how violent the king's prejudices were against the queen, and how carefully those prejudices were kept up by the cardinal, who in affairs of intrigue mistrusted women infinitely more than men one of the grand causes of this prejudice was the friendship of anne of austria for madame de chevreuse these two women gave him more uneasiness than the war with spain the quarrel with england or the embarrassment of the finances in his eyes and to his conviction madame de chevreuse not only served the queen in her political intrigues but what tormented him still more in her amorous intrigues at the first word the cardinal spoke of madame de chevreuse who though exiled to Tours and believed to be in that city had come to paris remained there five days and outwitted the police the king flew into a furious passion capricious and unfaithful the king wished to be called louis the just and louis the chaste posterity will find a difficulty in understanding this character which history explains only by facts and never by reason but when the cardinal added that not only Madame de Chevreuse had been in Paris, but still further that the queen had renewed with her one of those mysterious correspondences, which at that time was named a cabal, when he affirmed that he, the cardinal, was about to unravel the most closely twisted thread of this intrigue, that at the moment of arresting in the very act, with all the proofs about her, the queen's emissary to the exiled duchess, a musketeer had dared to interrupt the course of justice violently by falling sword in hand upon the honest men of the law charged with investigating impartially the whole affair in order to place it before the eyes of the king louis the thirteenth could not contain himself and he made a step toward the queen's apartment with that pale, and mute indignation which when it broke out led this prince to the commission of the most pitiless cruelty and yet in all this the cardinal had not yet said a word about the duke of buckingham at this instant Monsieur de treville entered cool polite and in irreproachable costume informed of what had passed by the presence of the cardinal and the alteration in the king's countenance Monsieur de Treville felt himself something like Samson before the Philistines. Louis the Thirteenth had already placed his hand on the knob of the door. At the noise of Monsieur de Treville's entrance, he turned round. "'You arrive in good time, monsieur,' said the king, who, when his passions were raised to a certain point, could not dissemble. "'I have learned some fine things concerning your musketeers.' "'And I,' said treville coldly i have some pretty things to tell your majesty concerning these gownsmen what said the king with hauteur i have the honor to inform your majesty continued Monsieur de treville in the same tone that a party of procureurs commissaries and men of the police very estimable people but very inveterate as it appears against the uniform have taken upon themselves to arrest in a house to lead away through the open street and throw into fort levec all upon an order which they have refused to show me one of my or rather one of yours musketeers sire of irreproachable conduct of an almost illustrious reputation and whom your majesty knows favourably monsieur athos athos Said the king mechanically, "Yes, certainly, I know that name." Let your Majesty remember," said Treville, "that Monsieur Athos is the Musketeer who, in the annoying duel which you are acquainted with, had the misfortune to wound Monsieur de Cahusac so seriously." A propos, Monseigneur," continued Treville, addressing the Cardinal, "Monsieur de Cahusac is quite recovered, is he not?" thank you said the cardinal biting his lips with anger athos then went to pay a visit to one of his friends absent at the time continued treville to a young bernese a cadet in his majesty's guards the company of monsieur de but scarcely had he arrived at his friends and taken up a book while waiting his return when a mixed crowd of bailiffs and soldiers came and laid siege to the house broke open several doors the cardinal made the king a sign which signified that was on account of the affair about which i spoke to you we all know that interrupted the king for all that was done for our service then said treville it was also for your majesty's service that one of my musketeers who was innocent has been seized that he has been placed between two guards like a malefactor and that this gallant man, who has ten times shed his blood in your majesty's service, and is ready to shed it again, has been paraded through the midst of an insolent populace? Bah, said the king, who had began to be shaken, was it so managed? Monsieur de Treville, said the cardinal with the greatest phlegm, does not tell your majesty that this innocent musketeer, this gallant man, had only an hour before attacked sword in hand four commissaries of inquiry who were delegated by myself to examine into an affair of the highest importance i defy your eminence to prove it cried treville with his gascon freedom and military frankness for one hour before monsieur athos who i will confide it to your majesty is really a man of the highest quality did me the honor of having dined with me to be conversing in the saloon of my hotel with the duc de la Tremoille and the comte de chaloux who happened to be there the king looked at the cardinal a written examination attests it said the cardinal replying aloud to the mute interrogation of his majesty and the ill-treated people who have drawn up the following which i have the honor to present to your majesty and is the written report of the groundsman to be placed in comparison with the word of honor of a swordsman replied treville haughtily come come treville hold your tongue said the king if his eminence entertains any suspicion against one of my musketeers said treville the justice of monsieur the cardinal is so well known that i demand an inquiry in the house in which the judicial inquiry was made continued the impassive cardinal there lodges i believe a young Bernays, a friend of the musketeer your eminence means monsieur d'artagnan i mean a young man whom you patronize monsieur de treville yes your eminence it is the same do you not suspect this young man of having given bad counsel to athos to a man double his age interrupted treville no monseigneur besides d'artagnan passed the evening with me well said the cardinal everybody seems to have passed the evening with you does your eminence doubt my word said treville with a brow flushed with anger no god forbid said the cardinal only at what hour was he with you oh as to that i can speak positively your eminence for as he came in i remarked that it was but half past nine by the clock although i had believed it to be later at what hour did he leave your hotel at half past ten an hour after the event well replied the cardinal who could not for an instant suspect the loyalty of treville and who felt that the victory was escaping him well but athos was taken in the house in the rue des is one friend forbidden to visit another or a musketeer of my company to fraternize with a guard of Dessessart's company yes when the house where he fraternizes is suspected that house is suspected treville said the king perhaps you did not know it indeed sire i did not the house may be suspected but I deny that it is so in the part of it inhabited by Monsieur d'Artagnan, for I can affirm, sire, if I can believe what he says, that there does not exist a more devoted servant of your majesty or a more profound admirer of Monsieur the Cardinal. Was it not this d'Artagnan who wounded Jussac one day in that unfortunate encounter which took place near the convent of the Combes de chausses asked the king looking at the cardinal who colored with vexation and the next day bernajoux yes sire yes it is the same and your majesty has a good memory come how shall we decide said the king that concerns your majesty more than me said the cardinal i should affirm the culpability and i deny it said treville but his majesty has judges and these judges will decide that is best said the king send the case before the judges it is their business to judge and they shall judge only replied treville it is a sad thing that in the unfortunate times in which we live the purest life the most incontestable virtue cannot exempt a man from infamy and persecution the army i will answer for it will be but little pleased on being exposed to rigorous treatment on account of police affairs the expression was imprudent but m de treville launched it with knowledge of his cause he was desirous of an explosion because in that case the mine throws forth fire and fire enlightens police affairs cried the king taking up treville's words police affairs and what do you know about them monsieur meddle with your musketeers and do not annoy me in this way it appears according to your account that if by mischance a musketeer is arrested france is in danger what a noise about a musketeer i would arrest ten of them ventrebleu a hundred even all the company and i would not allow a whisper from the moment they are suspected by your majesty said treville the musketeers are guilty therefore you see me prepared to surrender my sword for after having accused my soldiers there can be no doubt that monsieur the cardinal will end by accusing me it is best to constitute myself at once a prisoner with athos who is already arrested and with d'artagnan who most probably will be yes gone-headed man will you have done said the king sire replied treville without lowering his voice in the least either order my musketeer to be restored to me or let him be tried he shall be tried said the cardinal well so much the better for in that case i shall demand of his majesty permission to plead for him the king feared an outbreak if his eminence said he Did not have personal motives. The cardinal saw what the king was about to say and interrupted him. Pardon me, said he, but the instant your majesty considers me a prejudiced judge, I withdraw. Come, said the king, will you swear by my father that Athos was at your residence during the event and that he took no part in it? by your glorious father and by yourself whom i love and venerate above all the world i swear it be so kind as to reflect sire said the cardinal if we release the prisoner thus we shall never know the truth athos may always be found replied treville ready to answer when it shall please the gownsman to interrogate him he will not desert monsieur the cardinal be assured of that i will answer for him no he will not desert said the king he can always be found as treville says besides added he lowering his voice and looking with a suppliant air at the cardinal let us give them apparent security that is policy this policy of Louis the Thirteenth made Richelieu smile. "'Order it as you please, sire. You possess the right of pardon.' "'The right of pardoning only applies to the guilty,' said Treville, who was determined to have the last word. "'And my musketeer is innocent. It is not mercy, then, that you are about to accord, sire. It is justice.' "'And he is in the Fort Levesque.' said the king yes sire in solitary confinement in a dungeon like the lowest criminal the devil murmured the king what must be done sign an order for his release and all will be said replied the cardinal i believe with your majesty that monsieur de treville's guarantee is more than sufficient treville bowed very respectfully with a joy that was not unmixed with fear he would have preferred an obstinate resistance on the part of the cardinal to this sudden yielding the king signed the order for release and treville carried it away without delay as he was about to leave the presence the cardinal gave him a friendly smile and said-a perfect harmony reigns sire between the leaders and the soldiers of your musketeers which must be profitable for the service and honorable to all he will play me some dog's trick or other and that immediately said treville one has never the last word with such a man but let us be quick the king may change his mind in an hour and at all events it is more difficult to replace a man in the fort l'avec or the bastille who has got out than to keep a prisoner there who is in M. de Treville made his entrance triumphantly into the Fort Levesque, whence he delivered the musketeer whose peaceful indifference had not for a moment abandoned him. The first time he saw d'Artagnan, "'You have come off well,' said he to him. "'There is your Jussac thrust paid for. There still remains that of Bernajoux, but you must not be too confident.' As to the rest, Monsieur de Treville had good reason to mistrust the cardinal, and to think that all was not over, for scarcely had the captain of the musketeers closed the door after him than his eminence said to the king, Now that we are at length by ourselves, we will, if your majesty pleases, converse seriously. Sire, Buckingham has been in Paris five days, and only left this morning. End of section 15, recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.